Primal Athletics family back with another podcast today. Um, today we're going to be taking a look at nutrition and Coach Sachs got a bunch of great info for us to share and we'll chime in at times as well. Um, so we're going to try to get on to a regular basis of putting out nutrition content as episodes um, here for the podcast and give you guys some information on general nutritional um, questions that we get or you know maybe suggestions we have. So today's topic, we're talking about timing, Um, maybe like when we want certain nutrition around workouts before and after workouts, that type of stuff. So I'll pitch it over to Coach Zach. Yeah, awesome. Uh, Looking forward to these nutrition episodes. We're going to try to take some of the most common questions we get asked on a regular basis and and put them into podcast form for you guys to to help kind of make nutrition a little easier, a little less confusing. I mean, the nutrition world is such a uh, confusing space out there. You could you could Google one question on nutrition and get a thousand different answers. So our goal with, uh, with not only these podcasts, but with our nutrition coaching as well is to kind of simplify eating and dieting and, uh, kind of take the, the, the questions out of it and try to make things life a little easier for you. So with that in mind, we're going to tackle kind of how to plan your meals around a workout. This is something we get asked a lot of, um, kind of like, what should you be eat before or after workout? Should you eat before or after a workout? Is it even necessary? Um, there's that age old question or, or, or thought process that there's like a small window you have to eat in before or after workout. So we'll kind of talk a little bit about that today, but again, I don't want to make things too confusing for anybody. So we're going to try to keep it as, uh, as simplified as possible here to, to not add any more to your plate. Um, so these are all the things that, that I mentioned, uh, should you eat? What time should you eat? These are all things we hear quite often. Uh, and again, the, this, pre and post workout nutrition world is pretty confusing. And it's important to know that there's no one size fits all answer to everybody Uh, based on what your goals are in the gym or or where you currently are in your fitness or nutritional nutrition level. um, Things might vary a little bit. So we're just going to kind of go over the the basis or the the baseline of what should apply to everybody here. Uh, And one thing we should know, however, is that the, the food we put in our body before, during and after workout can have a direct effect on how you feel perform and recover regardless of what your goals are. So these are all going to be things that apply to everybody. Some of the more intricate things like the exact timing might only be specific for somebody with a certain goal. So we're not going to get too much into that today. Uh, But before we cover what to eat, I want to talk about why you should be eating both before and after a workout uh, and why it's important. That was kind of why we thought about doing this this podcast today is we had a few members, one in particular uh, who who came to us and said that they weren't hitting their, their certain goals. And I think it was Tyler who talked to them when, when, uh, when was, when he was asked uh, what they were eating, they kind of got looked at with a weird face that they weren't eating. Not only were they not eating before workout, but they weren't eating for like six or seven hours after a workout too. So I do want to stress that it is very important that you should be eating both before and after a workout. Um, so before we get into that, I want to understand the macronutrients roles in exercise performance, uh, and what we're looking for out of getting, what we're looking to get out of our food when we eat before or after. Uh, so what you eat before and after can make a big difference in your performance and your recovery. Uh, in the two to three hours before your workout, the, the four main things we're looking to get out of our meals 
are something that's going to help us sustain energy and boost our performance during our workouts. Uh, we want to stay hydrated. We want to preserve muscle mass, and we also want to help speed up recovery afterwards. So that's that's more for eating after it uh, after we exercise. So breaking down our macronutrients role, like why we need the protein, carbs, and fats. The proteins before exercise uh, are going to help us maintain or even increase our muscle size. Uh, if we're doing uh, any main lifting, your your um, your Olympic lifts, your powerlifting lifts, even if you're doing some extra programming afterwards or even some isolation movements, uh, the proteins can be very important to rebuilding our muscles back up again uh, or at least maintaining what we have. Uh, the protein can help reduce the markers of muscle damage or at least prevent them from getting worse. Uh, carbohydrates eaten before exercise don't seem to do the same thing, so it's important to have a, a proper amount of proteins. And the less damage to our muscles, the faster we recover and the better we adapt to the exercise over the long term. And one of the last main things we're looking for out of protein is that it floods your bloodstream with amino acids just when your body needs them the most. And this helps boost your muscle building capabilities. So not only you're preventing damage, you're increasing muscle size at the same time. So if you're looking to build muscle, you got to get that protein in both before and after. So carbohydrates before and after an exercise or before an exercise specifically will help fuel our training and again, helps with recovery as well. Uh, it's a popular misconception that you only need carbs or a high amount of carbs if you're engaging in a long endurance exercise. Think about like your 5K, your marathon, you hear about like carbo-loading. Uh, but in reality, carbs can also enhance shorter-term, higher-intensity training, like your CrossFit class that most of you are going to. Uh, so unless you're just going for a quiet stroll, ensuring that you have some carbs in your system will definitely improve some high-intensity performance as well. Uh, carbohydrates also help us preserve our muscles and liver glycogen. And this tells your brain that you are uh, well-fed and helps increase muscle retention and growth. And finally, it's going to help stimulate the release of insulin. And when combined with protein, this uh, improves our protein synthesis and pre prevents protein breakdown, which is another reason why you want a well-balanced meal before a workout and not just protein or just carbohydrates. Moving on to fats, uh, fats don't really appear to improve or diminish your sport performance. Uh, they don't really seem to fuel performance per se. That's usually what carbs are for. Uh, but they do help slow digestion, which maintains our blood glucose and insulin levels and can help you keep you on an even keel there. And they also provide us with some vitamins and minerals, which is important in everybody's diet, regardless of what your diet is. So moving on to your kind of during your exercise nutrition need, needs, like what you need during uh, your exercise, that's going to depend on how long it's been since your last meal and the type of exercise you're planning for. So for most of us who are listening to this and you're going to a one-hour CrossFit class, you don't really need to worry too much about like an intra-workout uh, shake or anything like that during your workout. If you're going for a, a long marathon or even a longer one to two to three-hour kind of intense weight training, uh, you might want to look for some carbohydrates during the middle of a workout. Uh, but for most of us, uh, again, just doing a CrossFit class, eating a couple hours before and a couple hours at, between a couple hours afterwards should be a uh, pretty good way to, to stay hydrated and hit all those needs that we need as well. Uh, so more importantly, we want to look at our post-exercise nutrition. And what we're looking for post-exercise is to recover, to rehydrate, to refuel with food. Uh, to build muscle and to improve future performance. So going back to our macronutrients on this, uh, protein after exercise is going to be really, really important here. So eating protein after our exercise prevents the protein breakdown in our muscles and, and stimulates synthesis, uh, leading to an increased or at least maintained muscle tissue. It's a great strategy for better recovery, adaptation, and performance. In the past, most fitness experts recommended fast-acting proteins like whey or casein, 
in the form of a shake. Uh, this is because the early research indicated that the, the more quickly amino acids get into your muscles, the better results. Um, going back to that small window, it used to be like you have 30 minutes to get all your protein in after a workout. And then that window is kind of extended to 60 minutes. But uh, newer research these days are showing that fast digesting proteins may get into our systems too fast uh, because they're in and out of the bloodstream so quickly. They might not really maximize protein synthesis or maximally inhibit protein breakdown after all. So more importantly than eating a lot of protein in a small window, just making sure you're eating an adequate enough of protein uh, in an adequate time after your workouts, within within an hour or two. Uh, the, the protein you ate before training is still in your bloodstream, most likely. Again, and if you're just doing a CrossFit class, if you're going on a five-hour uh, five run, it's probably not in your bloodstream anymore. Uh, but So how quickly this protein gets in after a workout doesn't really matter too much. Uh, but so in other words, there's really no evidence that protein powders, especially the fast digesting kind, are any better for us than whole food protein after training. Um, another kind of benefit of eating a whole food meal afterwards too, is you're going to feel fuller longer and you're not going to be looking to snack afterwards as well too. So if, if snacking is something you're trying to curb, uh, going to a, a full meal after a workout, a, a well-balanced meal of whole foods, uh, instead of a shake might be a better strategy for you. Uh, but that doesn't mean they're, they're worse either the shakes. Um, you can kind of choose whichever one you want that fits your, your lifestyle and, and your, uh, your goals a little better. So if you want fast and convenient, have a post-workout shake waiting for you. If you want real food to fill up, then have a meal waiting for you afterwards. Uh, kind of simply put, any high-quality protein should do the job uh, as long as you eat enough of it. And that means about 40 to 60 grams for men after a workout and about 20 to 30 grams for women afterwards. Um, any questions so far? Am I going too fast? Um, I, I kind of have a question, but I don't, you'll probably get to it eventually. What is the role of... Um, post-workout carbohydrates in terms of increasing protein synthesis, like working in conjunction with your ability to synthesize protein. Is, is that something you're going to get into or? Yeah, we're going to talk about carbs for sure. Yeah. We're going to do that right now. It's completely up to you. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious about it too. So I was just hoping you, you were going to dig into that as well. Yeah. So let's hop right into carbohydrates. Uh, there's been a, a long-standing belief in the fitness world that you, again, quickly need to eat fast digesting carbohydrates after workout as well uh, to spike your insulin levels and restore muscle glycogen. And that was kind of uh, something you hear in, in the walls of kind of, uh, I don't want to say a meathead gym for a long time, but you hear about people like eating gummy bears after a workout or something really, really high sugar uh, to spike insulin levels because that was going to open up your muscle receptors better to get more protein. And newer research really isn't seeing um, that too much. Uh, but new research is showing that the strategy is unnecessary for most people with some endurance athletes being the exception. Uh, and in fact, a blend of minimally processed whole food carbohydrates, uh, along with some fruit, uh, which are a little more fast digesting, depending on the fruit, which will better restore and maintain liver glycogen is actually a better choice because once can be better tolerated by most people's guts, uh, it restores glycogen equally over a 24 hour time period instead of just real quickly. Uh, and it might lead to better next day performance. So kind of going back to your question, it's more about better restoring or maintaining your liver glycogen and eating um, a well-balanced meal and kind of getting a little best of both worlds instead of focusing on on one thing or another or, or trying to spike your insulin levels to get more protein in your system. Um, research is really showing that it's just for most people, just eating a whole foods before or after a workout is going to be the most beneficial. Yeah, and I think the... Go ahead. I think it's important to keep in mind that most of the research that was 
done for like a long time from, I don't know, like the seventies to the nineties where it was centered around bodybuilding. And mm-hmm. so they had, it was basically centered around like hypertrophy where you break down your muscles and then you rebuild them uh, stronger and bigger or not necessarily even stronger, just bigger. And so a lot of the research was about, you know, how can I replenish my muscles as quick as possible? And so, you know, bodybuilders, they would go in and um, break down their muscles, really, you know, beat them up with high reps, lots of reps. And so that's why they would go in and have gummy bears and do crazy stuff like that because they were looking for a little bit of an edge just to add, you know, add some size on or repair their muscles faster. Um, whereas that isn't necessarily important for like an athlete, um, who is, you know, focused on performance, uh, and, or overall health even. So I think that's where a lot of like the research and these kind of like meathead gym theories come from, um, that bodybuilding world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's definitely true. And it's not to say like some of those studies, a lot of them have been have been disproven, but there is some good science in there if that's what your goal is. If your goal is right. to compete in bodybuilding and to have the, the biggest, most defined muscles out there, you will have to take some really, really extreme steps. Who we're talking to right now, who who is listening to this podcast most likely is the the mom and dad, the the 30 to 40 year old who just wants to get a little healthier. Maybe you got some extra body fat to lose. Uh, maybe you want to increase gym performance or even the, the younger athlete who wants to increase sports performance. And that type of extreme surgical precision on your diet is not really necessary at all. Right. Um, going back to that post-workout window, anytime someone brings up nutrient timing in a question to me, it's usually the first thing they ask. Like, what, what is that window before and after, um, what should I eat? Is it 30 minutes? Is it 60 minutes? Um, so I want to talk about this magical window a little bit. Uh, research is showing recently that this window per se is not as tight or rigid as once believed. Uh, and that consuming nutrients with a certain amount of time after a workout, uh, it is definitely beneficial, but it doesn't have to be again in that really, really tight time frame. Now, with that being said, failing to eat within a two hour window, uh, following training may slow some recovery. Uh, it's definitely not ideal, but if it happens every once in a while, if you're rushing out of here to get back to work and something crazy happens at work and you just don't get to eat for a few hours, it's not going to completely erase everything you just did in the gym. Probably not something we want to make a daily habit out of, um, but it's not going to be extremely detrimental to your overall health and wellness. Just like eating within a certain 30 minute window isn't going to necessarily, uh, boost or, or kill everything you just did in the gym. Uh, now this is definitely context dependent. What you ate before or after your workout uh, definitely influences a few things. If your pre-training meal was a small one or you ate it several hours before training, then it's probably more important for you to get that post-workout meal into your system fairly quickly uh, within the next 30 to 60 minutes. Uh, If you trained in a fasted state, which I know a lot of people, especially at the early morning classes will do, then it's also a good idea to to chow down some food as soon as you can uh, after your workout. Again, not force feeding yourself, but just kind of eating a well-balanced meal uh, shortly after you work out. But if you work out later on in the day and you eat a normal size meal, uh, a normal size, well-balanced meal, a couple hours before training, or even a small meal kind of closer to training, then you have uh, probably a full one to two hours after a training uh, to eat your post-workout meal, and it will still maximize the benefits of your workout nutrition. Um, with that being said, it, that is if you eat it. Um, way too often we hear people not eating for three plus hours after training. 
uh, feeling a constant state of kind of blah, like they're, they're lethargic, they're tired, and they're not really seeing the results they want in the gym. Um, so remember, the, the exercise itself is step number one, and then proper recovery is step two, and it's just as important. Um, the, the workout comes first, but that doesn't mean that the recovery afterwards is any less important. We need to make sure we, we do eat that meal, even though I just said it's not as important as eating it in a certain time frame. We still want to make sure we eat it. So I know I just kind of fire hosed you guys with a bunch of stuff. So I wanted to summarize it a little bit um, with number one being understand your own needs. The, the protein, carbohydrate, fat and fluid requirements for, uh, say, someone who's like 155 pounds and is an endurance athlete and who's in the middle of marathon training. Their needs are going to be super different than a 225 pound bodybuilder recovering from a heavy training day on, on the weights. So, uh, no, there's no one size fits all. Um, and that, like I said, for most of us coming into the gym for an hour a day, just making sure we eat a, a well-balanced meal. Um, you're getting your vegetables and your protein, carbohydrates and healthy fats, uh, and eating a, a, a proper portion of them is going to be the most important thing uh, to us. So prioritize those whole foods. Um, we want high quality protein, high quality carbohydrates, healthy fats, throw some fruits and vegetables in there, try to fill your plate with those first. And you're going to be, you're going to be pretty good there. You don't need to worry too much about, um, certain macros or hitting certain timeframes. Uh, these whole foods will provide an awesome blend of nutrients, your protein, carbohydrates, fats, your fiber, your vitamins, your minerals, antioxidants, phytonutrients, and you name it, you're going to find those in some high quality foods. Um, these will help us build muscle, supply energy, decrease inflammation, and boost your recovery. So time it right, but don't stress too much about that certain window, that magical window. In terms of timing, you have about one or two hours on both sides of your training to get maximum benefit. Uh, and according to the most recent data, the total amount of protein and carbohydrate consumed over the course of the day is far more important to lean mass gain and fat loss in performance than trying to time it down to a certain millisecond that you eat it. Uh, and then my last kind of tip here to summarize everything would be just commit long-term. Uh, you may not gain a full, a firm grasp on your own workout nutrition needs right away. Uh, you might not get a firm grasp on it until you've experimented and, and, to, and adhered to what seems to work best consistently for several months. So try eating a, a meal an hour before a workout, try a half hour before, try two hours before, see where you feel better. Uh, maybe try a shake before, after a workout, try a full meal, see what, see what works better for you. Uh, and more importantly, just pick something that sits well in your stomach, especially if it's early morning uh, before a workout. I know it's kind of like the 5.30 a.m. cruise kind of dilemma every day is, what should I eat before it's so early? I don't want to have a full meal. And my usual, my usual advice to them is make a protein shake or make a shake that has a lot of nutrients in it. Throw a handful of spinach in or, or some leafy greens. Throw a scoop of protein in. Throw some fruit in for some carbohydrates. Throw some nuts in there for some healthy fat. Uh, make a real tasty shake that you know you can stomach. Drink half of it on your way into the gym, throw it in the fridge, and then you got the other half for you when you leave the gym waiting for you. So you're hitting, you're killing two birds with one stone there. You got your workout nutrition pre-workout, you got your post-workout nutrition, and you know you're, you're having something that's light that's going to fuel your performance, uh, but not way too heavy in your stomach there. So um, I hope I made that as simple as possible without oversimplifying. You guys have any questions there? Not too much. I think... Um on your point of like experimentation, especially for clients or um, athletes, don't be afraid to kind of sacrifice like your, your single day performance um, for that experimentation. So what I mean is like, I think a lot of people don't like to try new things because they don't want to like ruin their workout. They're like, well, I never eat before I work out. So I'm not going to like, I don't want to do it and then not feel good. 
but you won't ever know until you try and you can sacrifice one day of, you know, maybe you don't have your best performance in a wad. So you gain that information. Maybe you end up eating, you know, something light and you feel amazing and you PR and you're like, wow, I've been missing out on this. But your, your fear of not having the best performance for that day keeps you from experimenting with your nutrition. Um, and I think that's something important is to keep, um, kind of keep the door open for trying new things and don't get too caught up on, you know, how it's going to affect that one wad because it's more about figuring out what's best for you in the long term and what's going to fuel you best in the long term. Um, and that's really only going to happen through, you know, trial and error and everybody's bodies are going to respond a little different. So you need to kind of figure out your own blueprint. Yeah, exactly. And if it's like a, like, like your example there, if you never eat before a workout, then you find yourself getting tired halfway through the workout and not performing well, don't try to eat maybe like right before the workout, try two hours before and then see how you feel, see if that makes a change and then try eating an hour before and then a half hour before and see if you can kind of notice any changes, make notes in your, in your um, journal, see how you feel and see if that improves and then mess around with what you're eating a little bit. Again, I, I don't recommend going crazy and trying like new foods that you know don't sit well with your stomach or eating something that you know is going to sit heavy, but um, try some, some light things. Like I said, try that shake idea, have be- half before, half after. It usually seems to work pretty well, um, but just kind of mess around with it a little bit and make notes on it. And, and like we say with our workouts, anything we can measure, we can improve. So do that with your nutrition as well. My go-to pre-wad nutrition, if I, if I got to eat this every time, I would feel good. I have couple scrambled eggs and then a banana sliced up with a little bit of like peanut butter, like really small amount. Cause I don't like a ton of fat before I work out, but I feel like that little blend like does really well for me personally. Um, what do you guys usually go to before a wad? I like, uh, I love dried mangoes. If they didn't have so much uh, sugar in them, I'd eat them all day long. So usually I like to use them as an excuse before a workout, maybe like a half hour before, like a handful of dried mangoes in the, like a half a protein shake. And then I'll have a little bit afterwards as well. But you are. Yeah. I wad um, midday. So um, what I'll do is I'll have like a big breakfast. Um, and then like maybe an hour before the gym, um, I'll have a smoothie. So I put in like uh, flax milk, nuts, strawberries, blueberries, banana, uh, protein powder, creatine. Um, and then I'll have like maybe half of that, maybe a little more depending on how hungry I am like an hour before. And then, uh, I'll finish it after. So it's kind of exactly what Zach was saying. Um, yeah, but I need, if I I work out midday, so I need to get like a good full meal in, in the morning and then like a snack a little bit before the wad. And, uh, yeah, like, like you're saying, I've, I've definitely experimented over the years and, uh, like you, you find things like Chipotle. I need like 24 hours before I can work out <laughs> if I have like Chipotle. Um, but, and like, if I'm doing a strength day, then I can lift, um, on a full stomach. Whereas if I'm doing cardio, like I, I pretty much need, uh, an empty stomach. Like all I can have is like a little bit of a, like a smoothie in it or something like that. Mm. right and that just comes with with trial and error and starting to to know your body and know how you respond to certain foods at certain times right and that's an interesting point when you say like it takes you 24 hours after chipotle i've worked with some people in nutrition in the past where they're saying like i just always feel like either 
I'm lethargic during workouts or even the opposite side of the spectrum there. Like I feel like I'm full and just kind of gross and ask them like, well, what do you eat every time before a workout? And it's always the same thing. So maybe, maybe we, we switch it up a little bit. And sometimes you don't realize when you're kind of in a, in a routine and in a groove that what you're putting into your body before is, is really what's affecting your workout. It's not that you're not good at this movement or, or this certain workout. Uh, so take a look at what, if you eat something like regularly every single day and you're feeling some way every single day regularly, we should see if that's good or bad and make an adjustment from there, if that makes sense. So yeah. I, I guess my point is so often people don't realize that so much of the way they're feeling isn't necessarily because like they're not, it might be because they're not sleeping well or because they're run down at work, but it's because the, the food we're putting in our body is either holding us down or we're not getting enough of that as well too, which is a very common problem, not eating enough. So uh, take yeah, a look at like what the, you eat before and after kind of take notes on how you feel during before and after a workout. And uh, one of the first things we can do to, to improve that is, is change what we're eating before and after. Yeah. It's like that nail in the head video. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but like, no, someone's like, man, I have this like horrible headache. I just, I've had it forever. I don't understand it. And they're, and they have this big nail sticking out of their head <laughs> and they're like, maybe it's the nail in your head. It's like, no, I, I don't know. I've had that for, in there forever. So I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's, uh, it's a lot easier to blame external forces than, than take a look inside and see that our own habits are kind of what's holding us back. Cool. Well, I think that we can wrap up on that note. Um, hopefully that was helpful to you guys. And, and we encourage you to really try to experiment with these things and figure out what's going to work best for you. And these tools that we're giving you, as Zach explained, are applicable to almost everybody who's looking to increase their, um, their, informant, their performance, but also just their general health. Um, so shoot us over questions if you guys got more stuff on nutrition topics that you're looking to learn more about or that you're interested in and we'll do our best to give you information and uh, thanks for joining today guys yeah and one last thing i hope i didn't ramble too fast i know i can get kind of excited and go kind of quickly over this stuff so if i did uh this is also in blog form i will be posting the blog with the um, podcast so you can click it read it and make more sense of it if i was going a little too quick for you other than that we'll see you soon see you guys